This Advent and Christmas tide, we're preaching a series of sermons called Certain Semi-Sacred Symbols of the Season, including candles. The lesson for the day is the prologue to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Thanks be to God for God's holy Word. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, writes St. John in his beloved prologue. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. It's one of the most beloved and beautiful passages in the entire Bible, but I am quite sure that if St. John had submitted his epochal essay in partial fulfillment for the requirements of a Master of Divinity degree at, oh, let's say, Princeton Theological Seminary, his professor would have called him into her office and said, this is really nice work, Johnny, but you're mixing your metaphors. Is Jesus the light or is he the word? Is your image oral or visual? The word which illumines. And she'd be right about that, right? It is a mixed metaphor. But we also know what John means because words can either shine or shadow. Words can illumine or obfuscate. And so, ever since the first Christmas, because of the word that is light, ever since the first Christmas, candles have been a semi-sacred symbol of the season. They're so simple and common that we fail to recognize the sophisticated technology behind a candle. All they need is tallow, wick, and match to make light. But the hottest part of a candle flame is 2,550 degrees Fahrenheit. The unaided human eye can see a candle, a single candle flame, from a mile and a half. And you have heard the ancient expression, all the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle. All the darkness in the world. The English word candle comes from the Latin verb candera, which simply means to shine. A candle shines. Other English cognates from the Latin verb candera are chandelier, incandescent, candid, and candor, because candid people refuse to put their light under a bushel and they tell us exactly what they think. And also, unexpectedly, the word candidate is a cognate from Latin candera, because in ancient Rome, a candidate for elected office would wear a white toga and would shine like a candle. A lot of us put candles in every window of our homes this time of year. They're mostly electric rather than flame, which seems wise 
since real candles, even today, are responsible for 6% of fire fatalities all the way around the world. You know why we put candles in every window of our homes this time of year? It's because those we love might be far away from us, and they might be coming home for Christmas, and we want them to find their way. And so your son, who may have been far from you since August at Colgate, can take an Uber from O'Hare, and when the driver turns down your block, your son can say to the driver, that one, there it is, the one with all the candles in the window before your glad reunion. Before the invention of neon signs, a candle in the window of the roadside inn would signal to the weary traveler that there was a bed available for him. A candle in the window was like a vacancy sign. And so there was no candle in the window of the Bethlehem Best Western when Joseph and Mary arrived there. They had to make do with a stable behind the main facility, which is why in many crush scenes and nativity paintings, St. Joseph, Carpenter Joseph, is shown holding a lantern because his son was born in the dark, in the barn, at night, and it was Joseph's job to illuminate the stable so that Mary could give birth safely to their son. This stained glass window here is the nativity triptych from my church in Greenwich. And you can notice in the middle panel, Joseph is at the top of the middle panel. And he's got a lantern in his left hand. And also, the Christmas star pierces the roof of that stable to bring more light to the baby Jesus. Carpenter Joseph with his lantern. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. It's a mixed metaphor, but it's, it works, right? Because words can shine or shadow. Is anybody reading Eric Larson's latest book about Winston Churchill, The Splendid and the Vile, during the Battle of Britain? It's 1940. All the nations of Europe have been mowed down one by one by the Wehrmacht threshing machine from east to west starting with Poland, then the Low Countries. Finally, shockingly, France itself falls with barely a shot fired. Britain's alone, completely, utterly, desperately alone. Churchill is alone. He's all that stands between fascism and what's left of the free world. But he's very proud of his words. He knows he is the greatest orator of the 20th century maybe one of the greatest of all times. And so he puts these words to work against the Nazis. In a speech he gives to France, in French, he gave this speech in French himself, he says, this evil man, this monstrous abortion of hatred and defeat is resolved on nothing less than the complete wiping out of the French nation and the disintegration of your whole life and future. Do you hear the lucidity of that prose? That simple Anglo-Saxon monosyllabic prose. It's lucid, which is an adjective which means light. These are words which shine. Churchill's favorite way of referring to Hitler was that bad man. He needed three letters to capture the essence of this monster. Now, it wasn't all darkness and despair during the Battle of Britain in October of 1940 
Winston Churchill witnesses the birth of his grandson, whom they naturally name Winston Jr., and he's a big baby. He's round and robust. Somebody says he looks just like his grandfather. Somebody else points out all babies look like Winston Churchill. He would win this war with his words over and over again. Eric Larson tells the story about the brave heroism of the Royal Air Force. The Prime Minister goes to an RAF airfield to meet the brave pilots. And he says to the commander, how are you going to win this war with so few airplanes? And the commander says, we will bring them down, refuel, and go back up. Churchill is stunned. He's in awe. He goes back to his car and sits there in silence for a few minutes. When one of his major generals turns to speak to Churchill, he says, do not speak to me. I have never been so moved in all my life. Sits there in silence for a few more minutes and finally says, never in the history of humankind has so much been owed by so many to so few. Churchill himself said, if words count, we may win this war. Yes, if words count, we may win this war. And they do count. They can shine. In 1963, President Kennedy and Congress named Winston Churchill an honorary citizen of the United States. In the history of our land, this honor has been bestowed to eight people. But Winston Churchill was the first. 1963, in the Rose Garden, President Kennedy said, In the dark days and darker nights when England stood alone and most men save Englishmen despaired of England's life, Winston Churchill mobilized the English language and sent it into battle. He mobilized the English language and sent it into battle. President Kennedy said the incandescent quality of his words illuminated the courage of his countrymen. Do you notice how President Kennedy is mixing his metaphors just like St. John in the prologue to his gospel? Words that shine the incandescent quality of his words which in the dark days and darker nights illuminated the courage of his countrymen. They're mixed metaphors, but we know what they mean. Both Johns, the evangelist and the president, we know what they mean because words shine and words count and the word is the light by which we can make our way in the darkness without stumbling and eventually come home at last. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, amen.